Welcome back, everybody. We're here for episode seven, where we're going to be talking about teamwork. Uh, thanks for the patience. I know it was a little more than a one-week break, which I had the goal of keeping. Uh, the periodicity gap was just because I was on vacation, a little bit of leave for some needed rest. But uh, So we're going to talk today about the importance of teamwork and understanding why contributions to the team furthers personal and professional development for the individual and the team and so on. First, real quick, before we get into the history segment, at the end of each episode, I, I encourage everybody to reach out if they have any questions, um, but I haven't yet kind of given anybody the mechanism to do that besides just figuring out that you could Facebook message us uh, through the Facebook page. But also, uh, we have an email address set up, and what I'd like to do is is get questions from anybody that has them uh, sent to the email address or to us via Facebook, uh, and get them sent in so that we can start a segment uh, called Ask Guts, where we talk about or we answer any questions that you may have when you send them in, and we'll kind of, based on how many questions we have, it'll start as a segment, and then if we get enough questions, what I'll end up doing is gapping topics with essentially a question answering or a feedback show. So hit us up with those questions for the Ask Degut segment. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com and hit us up with any questions that you have. And you can also hit us up via Facebook Messenger if that's easier. Uh, we'll answer as quickly as we possibly can. It goes right to my phone and my computer and everything. So I'll get to you as soon as I possibly can. Um, but hit us up with those questions. We'll add that segment in where you guys can get some feedback directly on a specific issue you may be encountering um, that we may be able to, to help you out with a little bit. Uh, so today's history segment is going to relate to the topic. And so I think we all know who John Paul Jones is, right? He's a, he's a pretty big hero uh, in naval history. And uh, he's famous for, for a saying that we'll get into later on. But what I want to focus on is the actual battle that he was famous for uttering this phrase. And the reason I want to focus on the battle itself is because it wasn't won by John Paul Jones. It was won by the crew of the Bonham Richard and the incredible teamwork that they demonstrated, which was inspired by the leadership that they had. But at the end of the day, uh, the mission is accomplished by the team putting in the work on the deck plate. John Paul Jones was in command of a squadron of ships, uh, and his flagship was the Bonham Richard. And so on the evening of September 23rd, 1779, they encountered the Baltic fleet of 41 near Eng the English shore of Flamborough Head. Uh, and sailing for England, the fleet was under convoy of the newly built frigate HMS Serapis uh, of 50 guns and the small sloop Countess of Scarborough, which was 20 guns. Uh, so before the British fleet could respond, uh, Captain John Paul Jones and the Bonham Richard lashed out at Serapis, igniting a bitter struggle that would last the entire night. Early in the battle, the guns of Jones's main battery exploded, temporarily disabling his ship. Undergunned, uh, Jones relied on decisive naval strategies and the might of his crew to outfight the more powerful Serapis. To offset the Serapis' speed, Jones lashed his flagship alongside and continued the fight long after his subordinates regarded the situation as hopeless. Burning, sinking, and scattered with the dead and wounded, Bonham Richard lit up the darkness with a constant barrage. Jones struggled to keep his vessel afloat, and in one instance, an overwhelming number of prisoners in the hold threatened to rush the deck uh, to save from drowning. Jones defied all odds and continued to fight against Captain Pearson's Serapis. In the final hour, Bonham Richard's mast was hit above the topsail, along with her colors, and a large section of the mast came crashing down to the deck near Jones's feet. In response to the downfall in colors, Serapis called out, Have you struck your colors? 
Resoundingly, John Paul Jones exclaimed, Struck, sir? I have not yet begun to fight. And fight they did. With newfound will, his crew delivered decisive blows from all sides and aloft. Jones sent 40 Marines and sailors into the rigging with grenades and muskets. Decimated, the Serapis could not avoid defeat, and at 22.30 she struck her colors. Victorious, John Paul Jones commandeered Serapis and sailed her to Holland for repairs. Sadly, Bonhomershard sank at 1100 on September 24, 1779, never to rise from her watery grave. This epic battle was the American Navy's first ever defeat of an English ship in English waters. So the story of the battle uh, between the Bonhammer Shard and the Serapis is a very famous battle in which John Paul Jones uttered the famous phrase, I have not yet begun to fight. But the leadership he displayed inspired incredible teamwork. Uh, His main battery had exploded. He was outgunned as a result. The ship was essentially sinking under him. And his crew still managed to continue fighting and continue fighting, as well as keeping the ship afloat through whatever damage control efforts that they had at the time. And then when they should have struck their colors, when they should have given up and they should have quit the fight, uh, they didn't because they were inspired by their leadership. And, And the phrase that we still utter today, I have not yet begun to fight, inspired the crew to do what nobody thought they could do, what they at one point didn't even think they could do, uh, and ended up winning what seemed to be a hopeless battle. And so that's something that I I thought was pretty powerful, uh, and the message that it carries with it was something that directly relates to the topic of teamwork today. uh, and, And knowing that when you're in, even when you're in an organization where everything seems hopeless and everybody's beat down, that when you turn this concept around, it can really have a dramatic and positive effect on the organization as a whole, which then affects your individual uh, motivation through teamwork. And so what we're going to talk about today is that teamwork is one of the most overlooked and underappreciated concepts uh, and is one of the primary reasons you see organizations fail when they do. Uh, And so junior sailors need to grasp the concept of teamwork to be the most valuable contributor possible to their organization as both a team member and as a junior leader. And so teamwork is something that it commonly escapes the individual. Uh, we're, We're all concerned about our own progression and rightfully so. But what is commonly missed is the link between that personal and professional development and the concept of teamwork. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, significantly today is that teamwork is it's important for both the individual and team development. And then we're going to talk about some situations where you can best utilize these concepts and, and that teamwork is something that is inseparable from the concept of your own individual Uh, development, which everyone seems to be very, very concerned with to the point that I'm worried about it, which is why I kind of brought this topic up now, because I thought it was something that needed to be addressed. It's something that I'm seeing daily where people are only concerned with their individual development at the expense of the team, the the organization, and then mission accomplishment. So that's what we're going to get into. Uh, and so, like usual, what I want to do is kind of say, well, like, so what is this? And I, and I like to define things. Uh, sometimes you get really interesting perspective from a dictionary definition. And so the definition I have for what is teamwork is cooperative or coordinated effort on the part of a group of persons acting together as a team or in the interests of a common cause. And so when we are are acting together in the interests of a common cause, we call it 
accomplishing the mission or mission accomplishment, right? And you hear a lot of things talked about as being, well, this is the most important thing, or this is really important, or you need to worry about this. At the end of the day, when you're looking at the Navy and big picture, mission accomplishment is at the top, okay? And sometimes it's called different things, but it's mission, mission accomplishment is always going to win. It's always going to be the highest possible priority at the expense of almost everything else if it needs to be prioritized. Mission accomplishment is always paramount. And so when you kind of grasp that concept and you understand it, that we're contributing to mission accomplishment at our own individual level through combined teamwork, it's something that that's kind of where the foundation starts is understanding that mission accomplishment is what we're here to do. Okay, We're here to get the job done and get home safe. And so why is it important, right? Uh, so individual, personal, professional development being our concern, why is teamwork important? So everyone is concerned with their own advancement and they should be, right? Like you, you're here for your own benefit as well. We, we're all not here uh, just to be a company man and to, to be this ideal sailor and teamwork and I'm all about the Navy and stuff like that. There, there are things that you came here for besides just to serve and, and that's understood. And so you should be concerned about your individual progression. But the problems arise when you pursue these at the expense of other individuals at the expense of the team, and as a result, at the expense of mission accomplishment. You can't just be worried about you. This is this is a team sport, right? We do this as a team, and we contribute to that mission accomplishment because if we don't, we're going to fail. We, nobody can do this alone. So you need to grasp very early on that your individual personal and professional development is linked to your contributions to the team, to the success of the team and the organization, and then to mission accomplishment. So at an individual level, as a team member, uh, it's important to remember that you're in the service. It's something my dad used to say to me all the time. He, he never said he was in the Navy, which he, he was during the Vietnam era. He was on a destroyer. But he would always say I was in the service. And that never really hit me what that meant until now, where he wasn't talking about he was part of this organization. Like He was in the service. He was there to serve. And the people you see succeed in the Navy understand and embrace this idea where we serve the mission. Uh, by being good individual team members, not just individuals serving our own individual goals, individual team members who contribute in our way, which makes us valuable to the organization, whose job it is, like we've talked about, to, to achieve the mission and to accomplish it. So when you make yourself valuable by being a strong individual team member, not just an individual, you'll be recognized for that value and placed in positions of trust, like leadership positions, like the places you want to be. And rewarded through advancement and awards and any other kind of recognition where when you're just doing individual things to try to put checks in boxes and out of some selfish motivation, that's going to get recognized too negatively. And people confuse the two. The people that you see succeeding generally by and large are the people that make themselves very valuable team members. They are contributing to the team and the mission accomplishment. The contributions that they're making are extremely valuable to the team. So as an individual that's not a strong individual team member, I mean, you're a rock. You're dragging the team down. Any contribution you're supposed to be making is now being picked up by the other team members, which not only hurts the individual that's picking up that slack, but then the team as a whole, because they're weaker, they're down one person, then the net amount of work required to accomplish the mission doesn't change because your heart isn't in it. Uh, and so as we talked about previously, 
you made the commitment to this team. You made the commitment to this organization and to the Navy. So no one, no one forced you to do this. So contribute. And I'm not talking about being a superstar. Okay. That's, that's going above and beyond the call. I'm, I'm telling you just answer the call period. That's what you're expected and required to do because it's your responsibility to do so based on this commitment that you made. So understand that being that individual team member is your responsibility. It's, it's based on the commitment that you made. So now being a junior leader within this team, so now we've progressed from individual professional and personal development into the individual team member. And now we're talking about the team junior leader. So recognize that your team needs you, not certain individuals, your team needs you. So break out those individual words, right? So your, like it's yours. It's your responsibility as a junior leader to address the needs of your team members. And like we've talked about previously, they are absolutely entitled to your very best. Okay. They're yours. And there's no, there's no getting around that. We've talked about that, that you can't escape that responsibility. You can't pass it off and you can't, you can't set it down if you're going to be in this leadership position. And then team, not one person, right? Not three people, not just the ones that perform or the ones that you like, all of them, all of them are your team. Okay, so you'll have people that make your blood boil, that just don't get it, that take more time to train, that that suck up all your time and effort. But it's your responsibility as a leader to embrace the whole team. It's your job. Like this is something that you have to do and you have to address whatever their weaknesses are. You have to address what their needs are. You have to develop them to get absolutely everything you can out of them so that you have the best team you can so that that team can contribute to mission accomplishment. As the leader, it's your job to get everything you possibly can out of them so that their contributions eventually contribute to mission accomplishment, right? And you can't neglect anyone. A lot of times when you have those problem children or you have an, uh, somebody that's shutting down or underperforming, we don't want to address that. We want to point at them and be like, oh, they're, you know, they're not worth our time. They're they're kind of the the, I don't want to use the word, but like, dirt bags, right? I was going to use a different word, but I want to keep it clean. So you can't point at them and basically like put the blame on their shoulder because at some point there was a failure in leadership. Uh, at some point, someone didn't get through to this person. And we talked about that previously where you got to take the time to develop these people and invest in them and give them what they need so that they can be successful and so that they can contribute to the team. But you can't ignore them because you're going to look at them and be like, well, they're the rock. They're the weak link. And you're going to point at them and be like, well, that's why we can't get it done faster. That's why we can't do better in that area. Okay, leader, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? It's your team. It's your responsibility. And they're part of your team, whether you like it or not. I mean, they're the cards you're dealt. So play your hand. Like, Do the best you possibly can with what you've been given. And at, like we've talked about in the past, again, like everybody comes in and wants to contribute to this team effort regardless of the front they're putting on or the face they wear to work based on a lack of motivation like we talked about in the motivation episode or, or whatever the case may be everybody wants to be a valuable contributor to the team and you got to figure out how to do that so you have to embrace the entire team and put the attention where it needs to be to develop those team members so now let's talk about examples of how teamwork furthers success and furthers mission accomplishment right so at the individual level when you finally embrace that being a good team member and doing whatever you can to contribute at any level, 
uh, to furthering the team's mission, you'll see your individual progression happen. And that's what we're concerned with, right? That's what you are probably concerned with is, is your individual progression and getting into the positions that you want to be and getting promoted and so on. Um, and that's what your leaders want from you. Like, as we discussed previously, it's their responsibility as the leader to get the team moving forward. Okay. So they want to see you progress because when you progress and you become a more valuable contributor to the team, then the team gets better. And that's, that's the leader's job. Uh, and when you help them do that, you're going to be recognized. Uh, and so I've mentioned this in context, uh, in the past, but so like as a second class, uh, I was at a galley where I was put in charge of a watch section of all brand new A school students that came in. And I, it was the first time being in charge of a team like that. And when I was put in that position to tr- like kind of train and put together this team, I didn't really grasp it at first. I didn't really understand how it all got put together. But when I got put in that position, I... And I kind of told you all in the past that I went there with the intention of separating. Like I wasn't here to be uh, a super high level performer and to get promoted and move on in the Navy. I was there to get my culinary degree and go home. Um, so they put me in charge of this watch section and a team of brand new uh, culinary specialists. And I was charged with developing them. And so what I saw happen as I developed that team, as I poured into them, uh, and, and took the time to motivate them and to figure them out and train them and put them in the best position to succeed, I progressed. And as I've said in the past, I progressed from a second class who didn't care what the, his uniform looked like, who didn't care if they were in leadership positions, didn't care what my eval said, all I want to do is get my degree and go home, to the number three EP first class on the sub base. So I got promoted. I was sailor of the quarter at one point, got my volunteer medal, like all this recognition and progression started pouring in. I was standing base CDO. I was one of the only two first classes doing it. I was turning over with, you know, senior chiefs and officers. It was nuts. And to see in just that short period of time in about a two year period, how dramatically I progressed and we're not talking, and I progressed because of the contributions I made to the team as that's as that middle level or junior level supervisor, the contributions I made to the team by training these individuals, by getting them to perform as a high functioning team, I progressed. And then I was put in new and challenging and different positions where I got more room to grow and more room to grow. And I, and I tackled those challenges and it, the experience from all of those things all snowballed very, very quickly. And I progressed very quickly and got to a place where I'm confident that the things I was able to accomplish and the evaluations I received and the recognition I received is the reason I made chief in like nine and a half years. And had I, had I not been put in that position, had I not valuably contributed to that team instead of just worrying about myself and my own progression, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. And I probably would have had a lot of issues, vice uh, progressing the way that I did. And, that, and and there were individuals there that were doing that, that would literally like step over your limp dead body to get their next eval bullet. And they failed and at doing so, because that's not what leadership wants. And that's not what they're going to recognize in the way that you desire uh, and that you need to, to progress. Watching a high functioning and proficient team work. It's incredible. It's rewarding. And you'll see the satisfaction and pride on their faces. Like there's nothing like it when you see a really successful and high functioning team doing what they do and doing it at a high level. Uh, and one of the examples I can give is from my own experience is on my last submarine, I got put in a position as the chief with a brand new division of no fleet returnees. 
and I have all these things that need to get done and no one knows how to do anything except for me. And so it was very challenging in that I didn't know what to do. And so I initially was trying to do everything. And of course, like we say, like nobody can do everything themselves. So I failed at doing that. I had a really hard time until a chief sat me down and, and said like, you know, I understand you don't have any fleet attorneys with any experience, but you got to start training these guys to take things off your plate or, or this is going to continue and you're going to continue to fall on your face. Uh, and that's not going to work. Right. So that's what I did. I mean, I got, I got in a position where, uh, one of the first things I needed to do was train a records keeper. Cause that was a huge burden I needed to get taken off my plate so that I was only supervising the process. I wasn't literally sitting down doing it all myself. So that's what I did. I trained a records keeper. Uh, great kid, still doing really well with records and admin today, but he was a very quick study and he learned and he took a lot off my plate in that regard. And so I trained him up and got that off my plate. And one of the other things I needed was someone that I could delegate tasks to kind of hand the work list off and say, this is what needs to get done. Make sure it's getting done while I do other things and then come back and get me when you're ready for me to check the work and, and so on and so forth. And, and keeping in mind that I had, I mean, all semen and below, like I didn't even have any third classes yet at the time. I don't believe I eventually I did, but, uh, I trained an E3 to essentially function as my LPO and he did an amazing job. We used to call him my leading seaman jokingly, uh, but he, that's what he was doing. I mean, he was essentially functioning as my LPO in a lot of ways. And it took a huge load off of me where I didn't have to constantly be walking around ensuring that they're doing these menial tasks. I could just give this kid the list, let him know what needs to get done, what the priorities are, answer any questions he has, and then boom, they were off. And he was supervising it, making sure everybody was where they were supposed to be. Uh, You know, He was working with them, but he was ensuring that all the tasks were complete. And then when they were done, he would come back to me and let me know, hey, chief, you know, X, Y, and Z are done. Maybe we couldn't get to this one or whatever. We're ready to, for you to come check the work. And I would do it, and then it would get knocked out. And so with time, and it took me to really get it performing at a high level. It probably took close to two years. But man, when it started clicking, it was incredible. I, I used to tell them all the time that they were weird because there were not divisions functioning like that out there. There were not divisions performing at the level they were turning out the food that they were they were doing things at such a high level it was it was really incredible to watch and i was really really proud of every single one of them and what they did when they came together as a team and and functioned at that level uh it was amazing to watch and that's the importance of that is is man when like when you get it to function at that level the contribution they can make to mission accomplishment and doing everything they're supposed to be doing and then because i took all that time to train them and put them in those positions that other people may have thought they weren't ready for because they were so new to the navy you know they had the aptitude and i I trained them the correctly so that they were ready and they got that experience very valuable experience that they're now all using either further in their naval careers or as civilians that dramatically furthered their own individual professional and personal development and that's what we've been talking about they are linked and it's a cycle Uh, as you develop high functioning teams you're progressing each individual personally and professionally which is what they desire and that you can't do that by selfishly seeking that individual progression at, at the expense of the teamwork piece and that is exactly what this was all about today so it's, it's summary time, believe it or not. So we talked about what teamwork is. We defined it. 
And then why teamwork is important to the individual uh, for personal development, for professional development, and then development as a contributor to the team, and then even as a junior level leader of that team. Uh, And then we talked about the examples of situations that these principles work in as both an individual team member and, and then as the whole team. And it's so important that you understand and grasp this concept of teamwork early, understanding that being a more valuable contributor to the organization as both a team member and a leader, they're linked and it'll develop you as an individual uh, and as a leader. And then the team as a result is kind of, it's a sum of its parts. And it's a, it's another linchpin concept that God, if you grasp this earlier, like you will wildly improve your progression and experience in, in your early years in the Navy. It'll make things so much easier and open so many doors that are not generally opened uh, when you're in your like first term or, or you're new to the Navy. Uh, it's something that it takes a lot of time for people to adjust to because they're used to, generally, used to only worry about themselves. Uh, and there's a lot more selfish motivation, a lot more individuals focused on individual accomplishment, and then they completely miss the teamwork piece. They completely just whiff on the concept that they are part of a team. They are part of something much bigger than themselves now, and they don't or aren't willing to accept that when it's presented to them. It just doesn't compute when you're sitting there talking about what they need to do to succeed in the Navy. All they think about is them them as an individual. And, and we say it so frequently during the Chiefs season when we get new Chiefs in the Chiefs quarters. It's not about you anymore. It's not about you. Okay, It's about us. It's about the team. It's about what we can do to take care of junior sailors. And it's, it's the exact same concept applied at your micro level, at a junior level for a first-term sailor. It's the same thing. It's not about you. It's about the team and furthering mission accomplishment through teamwork. And when you do that, you will further your own individual progression. I, I, I promise you it'll happen. They are, so, they are linked in a way that can't, they can't be separated. And when you do separate, separate them, that's when you have problems. And that's when you crash and burn. Uh, so be a contributor. Accept that you made this commitment to the organization and honor it. Whether you enjoy what you're doing, whether you enjoy the actual act of contributing, it's not always, I mean, sometimes it's beyond your control. Like sometimes when you're doing it or the way you're doing it or the organization you're doing it for, it's tough and it's hard and it's not always going to be fun. But whether you choose to honor your commitment that you made and by doing so, bettering yourself through individual professional development, that is your choice. You decide whether to flip your give a damn switch each day. Like you decide whether or not you're going to flip it on and you're going to show up and turn and burn and honor that commitment. And and like we said, I'm not telling you, you absolutely have to go above and beyond. I I want you to, I want you to be motivated to do those things. I would hope that that's what you came here to do. But if it's not, if you're counting the days until you got your DD214 in your hands so you can move on to better things, hey, fine. Like do whatever you can to progress individually by contributing to that team so that you can take this experience into whatever is next and you can best be prepared to transition into the civilian workforce by contributing because you're going to develop no matter what. These skills that you gain are going to be valuable to civilian industries, to, to civilian employers. But if you just shut it down and sit on your hands for four years and then they hand you a DD-214 and you're in the same place you were when you showed up, I mean, 
What did you accomplish? All you did was hurt yourself. All you did was stall out for four years and gain nothing, and now you're unprepared for this transition. So it's your daily decision to make. And when you make it, you may turn around 15 years later and have a stupid smile on your face like I do. And, and like I've talked about in previous episodes, this was not the plan. I was done at four years, I was done at eight years, and I was done at like 11 years. I was ready to go home every single time. But things changed. And by constantly getting out every drop I could, just wringing it out like a dish rag, I, I got everything I could from the Navy through my my own development and contributing to teams and, and, and getting any experience I could to grow myself and then serving in any way I could because of the commitment I continued to make, it turned me on to what I do now in developing more senior leaders. And I love it. I, I, I can't imagine doing anything else at this point. Uh, and you can laugh at me and call it whatever, like, oh, you got brainwashed and you drank the Kool-Aid. Like, I got to do some things in training and developing chiefs that I can't do any, anywhere else. And I've never had any more rewarding experience in my life. And so that's why I'm still doing this for a living. And I love it. And the teams I've developed uh, and the tremendous challenges we overcame as a result of them being outstanding team members and contributors to those teams, that's what's rewarding. That's what I love. And that's why I smile about it. And, and every single like rewarding, really just amazing leadership story or experience that I talk about the the problem children right the the pains in the butt that we you know you spend 90% of your time on 10% of your people concept uh, which I don't entirely agree with but that's another story for another time the people that we look at as problems taking the time to develop them into contributing team members and breaking through and being the person that gets through to them those are the stories that I tell those are the ones I repeat those are the ones I look back at and smile about so those are the ones that I mean, I God, I just get so much out of, and that's why this it, this topic is is kind of near and dear to me. Um, it is understanding that the two are linked, that teamwork and your progression uh, cannot be separated. Grasping that early, I'm telling you, you're gonna set yourself up for long term success in or out of the Navy. Uh, a lot of it translates, and so we're done. I'm gonna plug one more time before I completely wrap up that uh, anything that you've either heard in previous episodes or in this one uh, that you have questions about, or if it's an experience you're going through in whatever organization you're a part of where you're struggling a little bit, uh, you don't know what to do and you have questions, please reach out to us. Uh, that's why I do this. I want this to be a resource for you, uh, whether it's sitting here listening to me yammer on or reaching out to us and me addressing your specific situation and your specific problem. Uh, we want you to have that ability uh, to do that. So reach out to us, get a hold of us either through the Facebook page, the Don't Give Up the Shift podcast Facebook page. You can hit us up via Facebook Messenger or shoot us an email at don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com uh, and let us know whatever your question is. And uh, if I get, you know, a, two or three of them, uh, I'll get those in the next episode uh, as the Ask D Guts segment. And then if we get a, a bunch, which you know I hope that we do, uh, I, what I'll end up doing is, is developing a feedback show where we you know, come in, do the history segment, and then we address the questions one by one uh, and then knock those out and get, those, get that feedback for you so that you uh, can progress, so that you can do great things out there and be outstanding junior level leaders uh, out there in the Navy, wherever you happen to be. 
Uh, so with that, that was episode seven. We were talking about, uh, I was about to say motivation. We were talking about teamwork today, uh, and I'm very motivated as a result. Uh, so that's it. That's all I got. Thank you so much for listening, and don't give up the ship. <laughs>